This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 98 of the Stacey West podcast. I am Ben and Gary is with me in, uh, you in the shed today guys or are you uh, in the house? I'm not, I'm actually in the house today. It's been that much of a rush um, that I just didn't have time to cart everything out. When I do the videos in the shed I only now need to take my phone uh, but to record this in the right. shed I have to take a router and a laptop and a speaker and my earphones um, and believe it or not I take slippers as well. Uh, because I, I wear my slippers in the uh, in the bar. So, but no, I'm not in the shed. I am in the comfort of my office with more screens uh, than I really should have in front of me. I mean, you're sounding like you've got more screens than I have, and I I do gaming videos that require two screens to get set up. So I'm I'm impressed with that. Well, I do need two screens because I need I've got my laptop, but my desk is kind of at two levels. Uh, and neither of them are quite right for me. So uh, I have a screen at a higher level and a lower level, so it means that I don't get neck cricking. Um, and then I've got my kind of standalone PC, which has hardly ever been turned on thanks to Curry's PC world being terrible, but um, you won't have read about that on social media. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but I actually need a new hard drive oh, put in that then. I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to bring that up, guys. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? A year ago or two years ago, you would have read about it on social media, but back then there wasn't this whole toing and froing between us, which is uh, great. Well, I was, was going to say, I was going to say, you know, it was uh, it, it was quite uh, quite refreshing to hear somebody, you know, having a go at you on social media the other night for your whinging on there about a product that you purchased. It was, so it was Andy uh, Pearson. Come on. <laughs> I mean that that is a case of you know as big a case of pot and kettle as I've ever seen. Andy Pearson um, moans but, in his uh, sleep. I'm telling you, <laughs> he does, doesn't he? He could see oh, a dear, rainbow we... and moan that there wasn't eight colours in it. <laughs> I love Andy to pieces, <laughs> but he does. Honestly, if there was ever a glass half empty man, that's that's your boy, <laughs> and he'll no doubt mention oh, on we social do. media he's been mentioned again. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's uh, social media famous, but it's, uh, it's fair enough. But, um, yeah, obviously, you know, the, the 
big news of the week is that we've got another two victories to talk about this week. Um, we'll start by uh, just sort of touching on the Blackpool game, and I, I thought that was I, it, it was a game where we, I think, we probably deserved the win overall. Um, and I know you're going to come back with, of course, we deserve more. You deserve the win. We scored more goals, or whatever it is you normally say, but. Um, I thought we were good for it. You know, I thought the first half um, was, you know, fairly even. Then I thought uh, maybe, you know, Blackpool probably shaded it in the first half and in the second half. I thought we dominated for the the majority of it. Um, they sort of got a bit of a sucker punch towards the end. But instead of, you know, going into the shells and uh, and and retreating away from it, the, the boys showed what they could do. And, you know, Brennan Johnson went up the other end, got fouled for a second penalty. Um, and then as soon as it went in the back of the net, you saw that immediacy, you know, George rushing into the back of the net, grabbing the ball, running it back to the centre circle, because I think at that point they knew that there was probably only going to be one outcome, wasn't there? Yeah, I mean, obviously there was a man sent off. So I think, you know, as soon as you're 11 men versus 10, you want to get the game on, get the game underway, don't you? Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to come out with a smart aleck answer about, of course, the team that deserved to win is the team that um, the, the team that scored more goals because you know it's not actually always the case. Um, I, d- I did feel, to be fair, that um, the first half was probably Blackpool's. Actually, uh, I didn't think it was a particularly um, even game, as you said. I thought that Blackpool looked really quite potent um, going down the the wide areas. I thought that they asked asked more questions than we did. Uh, almost certainly, I think if you look, I think in the, the, the first half, I think it was one or wasn't it? Blackpool had nine efforts. Now there was only one on target, so there were shades of the Charlton in there, wasn't there? That you know there was quite a bit of play. Mm. There was you know little from us really. You know we had the odd foray forward, but I, I felt that Blackpool probably had the best of it. Um, but we got our goal, and you know when we had three shots, one on target. I would assume the one on target was probably the penalty. XG, I know we all mm. love to pick up, um, but it, on the balance of the first half, it should have been one all as well, 0.99 to 1.05. Blackpool played a few more passes than we did, expected. Um, but you know what? It was just a good game of football. I don't think that we, mm. um, I don't think that we were bad uh, at all. You know, I thought we were. We probably looked more likely to be clinical while conceding much more um, kind of of the opportunities. But then in the second half, um, I think we were excellent. Um, You know, I think we fully deserved to go and win. Um, We had more shots. We had more shots on target. We actually played more passes uh, and more successful passes than Blackpool and they were the home team. And I know that whole, whole home away advantage technically doesn't stand, but... You know, you're still in familiar dressing rooms if you're the home team. You're still in familiar surroundings. Um, but I was like, you, you know, I, I'm watching the game, thinking we we deserve to win this. We're doing so well, and then you know we conceded a goal, which you know, it's hard to be critical. I mean, it it was a couple of balls dealt with into the area, and then we didn't deal with another. It stabbed home, like you say. Then it just showed character, and I think it showed character to come back from the first goal as well. Um, you know. I remember having a chat with Helgi last year uh, ahead of the game and we were talking about we never come back from losing positions. You know, if we went 1-0 down, that was it. And I think that the 
one of the first times we did it was Burton. I think there might have been another a couple more um, in the second half of the season. But you know, generally, if we went behind, we lost the game. Um, and so to go behind twice and come back from behind twice and then win the game, you know, we saw that kind of character against Burton last year, um, and it, it's carried forward now against mm. a Blackpool side that I still say will be top ten. Um, I really do. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's well, like you say, it's showing the character. Um, and it was, well, I, I don't think there's anybody that will say anything otherwise, but when uh, when Monsma scored on, on Saturday, I was off my sofa. Um, and I think I probably, you know, would have woken up half the neighbourhood if they were asleep because it was, it was just one of those moments, wasn't it? You know, it, you can imagine if the, if the away end was full, it would have been absolute pandemonium. Um, or limbs, as the kids say. I don't no, 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 no. Edit that bit out. I'm not having that. Then. <laughs> I'm not having that. This is not a podcast where we say stuff like that. You have just let yourself right down, right down. Carry on. <laughs> Consider yourself admonished. <laughs> Fucking limbs. sorry, Dad. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it, it would have been an incredible away day. But you know, obviously, the situation at the moment is is getting to the point where it's. It's unfortunate um, every week, and uh, you know the more it goes on, the more I think, the more I think it's uh, it's getting a bit harder to stomach with, uh, particularly with some things that are happening at the moment. I think, uh, uh, well, I think made my feelings Should we stay on point on, on social media the other day where they let's stay on point, Ben. Come on, let's stay uh, on point. <laughs> all right, fine. Cinemas showing football matches is wrong, but anyway, um, yes. Um, so you know, let's move on to Tuesday then. Uh, well, first um, of all, we, uh, a, you know, had, we were going to talk about the players put back on. We were going to talk about the player ratings, weren't we, Ben? Yes. All right. Yeah, we'll go yeah. on to the player ratings, Gary. I've thrown you, haven't I? You wanted to have a complaint about cinemas, and I know that that cinemas are um, wankers, basically. But <laughs> well, they are, aren't they? Uh, do you know what? Go on. You were talking about it, so why not? A cinema wants to charge you ten pound or whatever to go in and watch a film, and then when it doesn't get the big films, they go, "Oh, we're going to close all the doors." And Boris Johnson says, "Go and support them." Why? They've been ripping us off for years. You're quite right. Why are they showing football matches? They shouldn't be. They should be showing films, and they should be charging mm. people yeah. reasonable prices to do it. Fox yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I had a way back when, which led me to um, an unfortunate situation with a job where I didn't get paid for six months. Um, I was kind of part of a campaign to get Odeon Lincoln to reduce the prices because it was, I think it was about 15 quid at some point, which was fucking ridiculous. But um, yeah, like ultimately you, the fact that they can, you know, the government at the minute are saying, yep, yeah, go to the cinema. And the cinemas are saying, yeah, you can watch football in the cinema. It's like, can we not watch football in an open air stadium rather than a closed box with recirculated air? Ridiculous. Well, it's anyway, the same as right. The let's talk about the player ratings. Yeah. So, who who would you, who would you have picked as your man of the match for Blackpool? Um. Well, I think I'm going to give the same answer for both Blackpool and Mansfield on this one, but it probably would have been George Grant again. Okay, that's interesting. Um. So the top three in a in. Ascending order, um, Leon Bridcock. Bear in mind, these are, for those that haven't seen, there's a player rating widget on uh, the Stacey West. So people who go on can rate the players. Uh, and then each week we're taking the overall, the average score. Um, I'm entering them into a spreadsheet because I love that sort of shit. Um, and, uh, and then we're kind of rating the top <laughs> three players. Uh, so you've got Leon Bridcock uh, on 7.8 in third. 
Lewis Monsmer on eight in second, and uh, the Stacey West Readers' man of the match was actually Brennan Johnson uh, on 8.1. Okay. So Grant was fourth. Fair. Absolutely fair. I think it was, uh, he looked very, very dangerous. Um, you know, I think he's going to be a, a really, really good signing for us um, going forward. I just um, hope that we've got. Um, a slightly different situation now that uh, Forrest have got a new manager. But yeah, I, we'll I, see. I agree. In terms of... Wow. Yeah, there you go. I agree with you. I think he's going to be a big player for us going forward. And I think he had an impressive debut. Ben and I agree on something. There's your headline. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about Mansfield then. Okay, I'll start. Um... <laughs> I, get, I think there's a slight delay in the recording. I think there's about a second delay and we've been talking over each other. So I've, I, I deliberately paused to see who went next. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I um, I listened to the game on Tuesday because we, uh, we were in a position where we couldn't watch it because we had a load of stuff to get done. So um listened to the game and it was uh, it sounded, I mean, it just sounded like we absolutely dominated from start to finish. Um probably well maybe till about 75 80 minutes when you know we took a couple of players off and they started to maybe come back into the game a little bit but at that point the game's won yeah i think the game was won by the time that the third had gone in i think so it was you know it wasn't anything to really worry about but i have seen the goals back and i think um the thing that you picked up on uh, while the game was going on on uh, you know on social media was that uh, the work that remy howarth put in for that first goal was tremendous and it sounded like he had a great game overall um i mean as i say i've only seen the highlights i mean was was there anything more to the performance than you know sort of what was what was shown in there or um yeah i mean I'd, obviously I'll, as you say i watched the game um i mean we didn't actually take anybody off until the 89th minute um so I, I, the balance of play did change probably for about 10 minutes i think after we scored uh, but I think it was more tired legs. And I don't think Michael wanted to risk anybody with a game already being won. Um, he didn't want to risk bringing mm-hmm. players on who you know might pick up strains for the Bristol Rovers game. Um, you're quite right, though. I mean, we did dominate from from more or less from start to finish bar that spell. Um, I mean, Mansfield weren't woeful, but they were poor. They left huge big gaps in front of their their back three. Uh, I think they were playing a 3-5-2 or something odd like that. But the three centre-backs sat really deep. You know, when you've got players who are artists, and and a lot of our players are, you know, and our style really promotes what I would class as artistic football. Um, you know, you're going to get punished. And bear in mind, we're talking here, as you just mentioned, Remy Howarth, arguably, you know, and, and let, I'm not being harsh to Remy, arguably a fringe player outside the starting eleven at the moment. Theo Archibald, excellent outside the starting eleven at the moment. Liam Scully, like literally banging, not Liam, Anthony Scully. Literally uh, banging on the window with his face pressed up against the glass, desperate to get into the first eleven, but probably the you know head of the queue. Um, and they're three players that I thought were excellent. Um, Teo Eden had a really good game at left back. Harry, I thought playing out of position was superb. Um, maybe it was him that's let the player for go for the goal. I don't know whether it was zonal or man marking. Um, but you know that that would be really picky. For, I, I was really impressed actually with Theo Archibald, um, and I think I wanted to be impressed. So you know, it might 
Do you know what I mean? I like the idea of Theo Archibald. I like the idea of a winger mm. that has pace, that beats people, that shoots from distance, that's unpredictable. So I, I want to like him. And that's maybe making me see what he does through slightly um, rose-tinted glasses. But, I mean, you just, some of the, I mean, obviously you've seen the highlights, you'll have seen the passes, uh, which was, I think, Archibald through to Scully when Scully missed when he was one-on-one. Um, mm. Eden through to Scully when Scully scored. Uh, was it? Um, I can't think who hit the ball to Archibald when he scored. Scully, it was Scully, smacked the ball to Archibald. Yeah, and they're playing 30, 40, 50 yard passes, but it's not long ball football. It's not over the top, look for a big man to flick it on. It's like pressing the triangle on FIFA. It, it, it's a through ball or it's a lofted <laughs> through ball. This was the first time that well, I think we saw 70 or 80 minutes of Michael Appleton's Lincoln City in terms of when we have the ball, when we're going forward. You know, I think a lot of our league games this season, we've seen how we work against other teams. Uh, and then we've seen, you know, glimpses of what we can do as well. This was the first time where really we didn't have to nullify another team's threat. We could just go and do our thing. Um, and considering mm. that it was the so-called fringe players, uh, it, it was it was mm. you know, superb. Yeah, I mean, from from what uh, what was said after the game as well by Michael that um, he's he's trying to get that posi- uh, that situation at the moment where you've got the ability to to sort of almost just if someone's out of form or if someone's got an injury, he can pick one of the other players and just go right, you are in there because that is what we do in training. That's what we do, you know, across these the, the trophy games or whatever, you know, where we can get the, the players to have a run out, and I think that was. It was quite telling that that's now. Um, it, it's Rob used the phrase, you know, Lincoln City DNA on the on the radio, and I think that's the, the good way to describe it because you know you've got that ability to just sort of, as I say, chop and change as as and when you like. So, um, yeah, I, I thought it was it as I say sounded really good, sounded like a really good, really good solid performance, and it sounded like uh, possibly one of the biggest surprises of the night was uh, Harry Anderson did a really good job at right back. Yeah, I think I mean. I'd say big surprise. I mean, you know, Peterborough wanted him as a wing back when we first signed him, and he thinks of himself as an attacking midfielder. And I think, you know, in League Two mm. and in the National League, you can get away with having pace and aggression and, and calling yourself a winger. But I think when you're in League One, you know, you need different facets to your game. Mm. Um, and Harry's proven mm. to a degree that that's what he has. So um, yeah, he had a he, he had a, a good game. You know, he was a. He was a seven slash eight, and I don't think there was any players that were less than that throughout the game. You know, it was he, he just fit in. You know, for me, I thought it was really encouraging the way TJ Ayoma and Sean Rowan played at centre centre halves because they had Jordan Barry mm. to contend with, who has been a handful at, at lower divisions for a while. Jamie Reed, who scored a lot of goals for Torquay, and you know another burly centre forward. Nicky Maynard came on, who. You know, oozes experience, um, and they never ever looked out of place. And yeah, you know, I talk mm. about Ioma every week, and I talk about him on all my live feeds. And I just, you know, what I genuinely think Timothy Ioma or TJ, whatever he wants to be called, genuinely think that he could be an all around Spurs first team in three or four years' time. I really do. I think at the minute he has all the components. I mean, he's he's strong. He reads the game well. He can play out from the back. He's got pace. He's decent in the air, um, and yeah, I've got really high hopes for Ioma. 
Mm. I mean, I can see why he's, he's yeah, it, from everything that I've seen of him so far, he just, he looks very composed. He looks very, you know, well, you'd expect it from a, a, a player that's come from a Premier League club. So um, very exciting. But uh, I think one thing that we've not talked about in there is the fact that uh, somebody signed for us at, uh, I think, half past three on uh, Tuesday, scored at half past seven. Not a bad start, is it? Um, for Jamie Saul. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just delighted to find out how to pronounce his name uh, because in my <laughs> live feed, I called him Jamie Soul uh, and Jamie Sawley. So, but it's Jamie Soul. Honestly, I thought if I call him two different names, one of them is going to be right. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a, it, you know, it was a, a big night for him. He's obviously been a really promising striker. Um, I say been, you know, Borussia Dortmund were rumoured to be to be going for him, and then last year he went on loan to Barrow and, and came off the bench twice. He's a player I think that now needs senior senior minutes. Um, what I would say is he didn't look out of place. I don't think he, mm-hmm. he he didn't stand out, but he didn't look out of place. I can see how Callum Morton is probably a year or two ahead of him in terms of his development, um, but you know Jamie's got a real mm-hmm. good chance here now. Uh, because he will get minutes. He's likely to get 10, 15 minutes at the end of the game. Um, well, I did think he looked good on the ball. He looked quite lively. He looked like he was keen to to have efforts. I mean, there was a, an effort late on that Remy Howarth laid off for him that he, he scooped over or the keeper saved. Um, I think he, uh, he he picked up the one that Anthony Scully missed and tried finding the stanchion with that as well. So, you know, he probably had three efforts, including his goal as a bare minimum. And yeah, again, this isn't I, I, when I when I say things like this, I'm not intending this criticism. It's probably more than Tom Hopper managed in you know in the game, let's say against MK Dons. Um, again, that's probably mm. a reflection of the way that we were playing, and that we were having more possession, mm. we were creating more chances. So. Yeah. What's that in the background, Ben? You got a food mixer going on? Yeah, I mean, no. Someone outside's decided that now is the perfect time to uh, attack the road or attack the street with something. Oh, it's. I tell you what, I'm. I'm pretty sure that I live in an episode of some really bad sitcom because it's. Yeah, the the amount of noise that's been going on today has just been absolutely ridiculous. And uh, yeah, some people are trying to work, don't you know? It's crazy. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think. Uh, do you think with you know with with Jamie Saul coming in, obviously, a lot of people are immediately going to go, well, he's the you know the, the the obvious replacement for for Callum Morton because he's injured. But do you think that this was something that might have always been on the cards anyway? Or is this literally, you know, just one of those that's right? Okay, well, you know, Morton's injured now, so we need to get somebody in to replace him. Yeah, no, I think I think it's um, prompted by Callum Morton's injury. I think Michael he may have looked at something, but I don't think he would have loaned another player from West Brom um, because I think the intention mm-hmm. would be that these lads need senior football. I actually think had we not loaned Jamie Saul, you might have seen him go to Grimsby. Um, they've picked up a West Brom striker on loan today. And I wonder if West Brom were looking at their strikers and were planning on keeping one of them. Or mm-hmm. you know, if Jamie hadn't come to us and he'd already had one senior loan at Barrow, so they obviously want him to get senior football, he could well have maybe gone to the Mariners. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, um, yeah, I don't. I think had Callum Morton stayed fit, I don't think that we would have looked at bringing in a, another loan striker, certainly not from the same club. Um, but, you know, okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. I could be proven wrong on that. I mean, it, it is for the season, isn't it? No, it's short term. 
Jamie Saul's only coming on a short um, a short term loan. It said it didn't specify how long. I would imagine until January. Right. Okay. That was that was the bit that I didn't know. I I I was under the assumption it was for the rest of the season. But yeah, if it's a short term loan, then that obviously makes a hell of a lot more sense. So, um, right. Uh, what do you want to do next? Do you want to talk about uh, other things, or do you want to look ahead to Bristol straight away? Oh, surprise me, Ben. You cheeky little bugger. Um, oh, oh, um, right. Let's uh, let's talk about the let's talk about the forum because I know you're, you're quite keen to get this one pushed, aren't you? So um, let's you know we've set up. Well, I say we, and as if I'm taking any credit for it. Um, you've set up a forum uh, on the Real EFL, which uh, will hopefully bring in a few quid in terms of you know advertising revenue and all the rest of it, um, which will be going towards the club, won't it? Yeah, I mean, I was happy to leave this to the plug, but we've got we've, we're actually moving up the bill. This is nice. It's like we're at a festival and the forums got on in the three o'clock in the afternoon slot, which is good rather than the ten o'clock in the morning when no one gives a crap slot. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, look, it's kind of Lincoln City Vitals or Vital Lincoln City rather do great work. Fair play to them. You know, Jules uh, has put quite a bit of money into the club over the last uh, the last decade. Um, I was aware that there are some people um, that don't post on there for different reasons, um, which, you know, is, is nothing to do with me why they do or they don't. I know that I took comments off my site as well because people were commenting quite regularly um, after the DDoS attack. I had to kind of tighten things up a little bit. So I saw that perhaps there was a niche there. Um, I mean, uh, don't get too hung up on the fact it's on the real EFL. I've kind of put pointers on the Stacey West to get you there um, on the menus. The idea is, of course, that in mm. exactly the same way that Jules and Vitals do, we we try and raise some money, albeit probably less because, you know, going to be far fewer posters. Um, but obviously really keen on people, for people to go on there, to interact, to read the posts. I mean, internet f- forums have probably lost some of their importance. Um, you know, uh, any one time there used to be maybe two, three, four forums, um, and they used to be the only way for fans to communicate online. I remember communicating with people on uh, redimps.com back in the late 90s and early 2000s um, on the message boards mm. because there was no social media. So that was how you contacted other fans um, prior to the Lincoln list, which was kind of an email list that you got added to, which just spammed your email, but was great fun. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, forums have a rich history and it's free money, you know, because um, the site is already hosted and that's covered in the revenue that the real EFL makes. So it really is people can just go on, chat, interact, um, and it, it raises money. And I think I've worked it out around about a pound per 10,000 views, um, I think. Mm. Was that what I said? A pound per 10,000? That doesn't sound like very much now. Maybe a pound. No, a pound per thousand. 10, yeah, I think 000. that was about right. Yeah, a pound yeah. per thousand. Um, so, you know, the scope, uh, who knows? Yeah, it, it, it's it's as many as, as much as we want to put in or as much as, you know, people want to get involved. So it's on the stacywest.net. I'm sure that listeners know where that is, or I would hope they do. Um <laughs> Uh, there's a menu bar along the top that says forum. You click on it. You do have to register. It's free. Um, you do have to register. Uh, and that's pretty much that, really. Hmm. There we go. You see? So it's, um, I mean, I've signed up. I did, you know, a little bit of testing because um, it was, uh, you know, it was requested of me. So I signed up and I, my name is Ben on the forum. So I'm quite glad I've uh, managed to secure that one nice and early. Creative, um, yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. I didn't want to, you know, didn't want to let anyone down. Um, but uh, it's it's good, you know. I I've um, I've been on different forums in the past for, for for Lincoln, but I think part of it for me is that it's uh, you know a lot of it's moved on to to other forms of social media, and I, I do like forums because you get that kind of threaded conversation that's that's you know relatively on topic and it doesn't always you know ping off on a tangent like i tend to do but um it's uh it's good you know i'm i'll be i'll be signing up and posting a few bits in there so um the other thing that uh, we were gonna touch on was the obviously you know, this this week there's been some some comments from uh, a fella at manchester city who's turned around and gone oh yeah well I think uh, we should have, you know, B teams in the uh, in the EFL, and of course, it's kicked off once again because no, absolutely not, no way, no, not a chance in hell that anybody uh, that is in charge of voting at any of the seventy-two football league clubs would agree to that. Um, and if there is anything more than maybe three signatures on there in favour of it, I would be very surprised. So I can't see it happening. Um, any any further thoughts other than the two word answer that I think we discussed before we recorded? Um, yeah, do you know what? I, I don't think I still don't think that the EFL trophy is um, kind of a, a surreptitious move to get B teams into the league structure. Um, I know that it's a controversial subject. Uh, I am not a boycotter. I don't condemn those who choose to boycott. That's their politics. Um, you know, we've, we've spent time talking today about the, the Mansfield game, which was a fantastic run out for our fringe players. That proves that the trophy has got value, as does the £10,000 that we'll get for winning the game. Um, I think that in that instance, the under-23 teams are a necessary evil. Um, I don't normally go to the games. I went to the Man United game last year um, because I was going and covering it as press, I think, Football League World at the time. I didn't go to the Wolves game the year before. Um, I actually went to the game, did a shirt uh, demonstration, a shirt uh, thing with um, Danny mm-hmm. and Steve Nez, and then I came home. I didn't actually go into the game um, because <laughs> I, it, you know, uh, fundamentally, I disagree with senior teams being valued at the same level as under-21 teams. Um, but at the same time, I am also behind the competition that presents a pathway to Wembley for teams that otherwise would not get to Wembley. So mm. you know, I'm kind of torn over the EFL trophy. Um, I don't believe mm. that these renewed calls for B teams come on the back of the success of the EFL trophy in any way. They come, they're, they're opportunistic. Mm. Football is in crisis and the clubs that want to push the agenda uh, are doing so by virtue of the opportunity that has been presented to them, not because the EFL trophy has been a success in any way. I mean, the guy that's saying it is, he's obviously is a Spanish um, fellow who's come over to Manchester city where they have B teams in the league structure. It doesn't mm. work potentially in Europe. Um, I put a tweet out earlier saying it only works in inverted commas in Spain because the likes of Lionel Messi have come through Barcelona B because managers have taken over Barcelona B. Does it, I can see how it can be interpreted as working. It doesn't particularly work in the Netherlands because they've got a crap domestic setup anyway. I mean, when you think Luis Monsma chose to move from the second division in, in Holland, or in the Netherlands rather, sorry, um, to us, uh, it, it demonstrates their domestic setup isn't that great. Uh, in, in France, they don't have a particularly yeah. strong B team um, situation either. So 
yeah, it's it's not for me. I don't see the benefits that they are arguing about are personal mm. benefits to the likes of Manchester City. He's saying, oh, German teams are signing the likes of Jade and Sancho from us uh, and then selling them back at a massive massive mm. uh, profit. But he omits to say that they ripped off Jade and Sancho from another club in the UK. So, mm. bollocks to it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that—that's the perfect way to end that—that uh, that sort of little bit. It's—it's it's just ridiculous. Um, so, but we'll uh, we'll move on from from teams that won't be in the league to one that is in the league. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bristol. We're playing Bristol this weekend. Ooh, um, you better add one. You better add a, uh, a suffix to that, Ben playing Bristol Rovers there this we weekend. Go. There's only one Bristol team in our league. Um, <laughs> yes, playing Bristol Rovers this weekend. And it's one of those where, without meaning to sound arrogant, it's a game that we probably should be coming away with three points from. I mean, you look at their start to the season so far, it's not been great. They've not really... I don't think they've had you know, games that you could probably say were horrendously difficult I mean I don't know I mean I suppose they've Sunderland Ipswich and Doncaster eh, yeah I mean that's fair I just I don't know I think the the fact that they've got you know four points now I think is uh, mm, I mean they they managed to beat what 10 man Northampton was it and I think I was I think I put both of them down in our uh, in in or near the relegation zone, I think, with our predictions. So, um, I mean, your thoughts on on how you see Saturday maybe going? Yeah, I, you know, it's it's dangerous when you say it's a game we should be winning. Um, but I, I, part of me is inclined to agree, and partly of me is inclined to disagree. So, I'm going to argue with myself on this rather than you, which is a, a first. Um, and probably the first dangerous ascent into schizophrenia. <laughs> um, look, Bristol Rovers lost Graham Clotland last year. I think they were third when he moved to take over at Mansfield. And since then, they, they plummeted and their bad form has continued um, into this season. Uh, ben Garner took over. Um, not a particularly uh, popular choice may I say I mean I think if you look at from Christmas last year they won two matches um, and that was from sort of I don't know 5, 10, 15 maybe 20 Uh, so they absolutely plummeted had that run happened probably six weeks earlier they might even have been in League 2 by now that's how bad they were doing Um, they relied heavily on Johnson Clark Harris they were a one team one player team, uh, as Tom Metcalf uh, from from Gascast was telling me last night. So uh, at the moment, they're kind of stepping into a brave new era, um, quietly, slowly, on tiptoes, uh, and probably walking a little bit funny as well. Um, they haven't had the easiest of starts. I mean, they were pumped three nil in the EFL Trophy against Ipswich, and then lost two nil at home to Ipswich in the league. But Ipswich are kind of up there in the playoffs at the moment. They drew with Sunderland at the stadium alight, which isn't a bad result, really. I think on the, you know, if you were to say to me, do you want to take Sunderland at the stadium alight? And 1-1, you'd go, yeah. But in that game, uh, they had four shots, two on target. And one of those was the penalty that they scored. Sunderland had 20 shots, eight on target. So they were battered. (laughs) 
They were, yeah. it, it was a 1-1 game mm. in which they were battered. Against Doncaster, they were pumped 4-1. Michael said he looked, Michael Appleton was saying he watched it and said it wasn't a 4-1 game. They had eight shots, one on target, which went in. Uh, and Doncaster had 19 with six on target. So again, you know, it was a fair result. Yes, it was 10-man Northampton at the weekend. In actual fact, uh, it was probably Bristol Rovers' or the Gas's best performance of the season. Their XG was three when they only scored two. They had 17 shots and six on target. Now, I'm expecting them, and or certainly I've been chatted with Tom um, yesterday, that he's expected them to go 3-4-3. Three, three. They haven't been able to play 3-4-3 three, since they drew with Walsall in the Czech Trade Trophy. Um, but apparently that's their preferred formation. But they've had injuries. They've had players out. Josh Hare is due back. Uh, they like to play three up top. Apparently they like to go quite attacking, um, which isn't really reflected in how many goals they've scored, <laughs> uh, with the greatest of respect to them. But, you know, th- there's some players that are settling in. I actually pointed them out as having some good transfer business over the summer. Um, and then... I kind of, like you, you called them in the bottom four. I think I called them as a dark horse to struggle. Uh, you know, you look at their defence, they look at, want to play three at the black back. Max Emmer is the captain there. He was at Gillingham. Josh Hare will probably play as one of the full-backs. Jack Baldwin, who's captain Sunderland um, and Peterborough, is likely to play. Zane Westbrook, um, who sounds more like a Radio 1 DJ than a footballer, uh, he he was a player I was really I, I thought would do really well. I mean, he was you know regular for Coventry last year. Um, Tom met Tom told me yesterday he hasn't settled well. Brandon Hanlon is a striker who I panned last year for Gillingham and who then turned in a decent game when we lost one 0 So I don't want to go too heavy on that, but you know, they were quite quite chuffed to have signed him from Gillingham, and you know, I'm. Not so, not really sure why, <laughs> to be honest. I know that sounds <laughs> awful, but you know, thirteen goals in seventy four games in the league for Gillingham. Mm. Mm. You know, it's it, it's a banana skin. That's what I'd say. It's you know, it's mm. one you're expected to win, and I think that's always the worry. Um, I can actually see it being a draw because I think I don't think they'll come three four three. Yeah. I think they'll come with uh, in a in a five four one or something like that, as they did when they went to Sunderland. Um, and I think that they'll try and shop shop and force mm. a draw. Yeah, I, I mean it's um, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a, an interesting game for sure. I think, uh, like you say, banana skin is probably the uh, the most apt uh, phrase or the apt, you know, most apt description for it. I think it's just. Uh, I mean, it, it's since you've said it, it's it's one of those phrases that's stuck in my head now. Is that if you you know if if it's a team that you think we should be finishing above, then it's a team that we should really be beating. And it's um, yeah, I mean, I, I think we should be finishing above Bristol this season. Uh, Bristol Rovers this season. Sorry, I only said that again. because if if a Bristol City fan listens and you call them Bristol, that's like calling Nottingham Forest Notts Forest. If you say Notts <laughs> Forest to a Forest fan. He's oh yeah, he's I know they go to shit. tear you one. Well, I would say just a word on Bristol Rovers reserve goalkeeper. He's got to have the coolest name in football, Jordi Van Stappershoff. <laughs> That's ace. Oh, yeah, I love that Van Stappershoff. <laughs> uh, he came out of the Dutch second division. Um, okay. Oh, the Dutch league. Okay. Yeah, I don't think he'll be doing Dennis Burkamp style flick ups at the back stick. 
Uh, maybe because he's, no, he's I mean, their reserve keeper. But. <laughs> I mean, if ever there was an obvious statement to make, I think that's probably it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, right. So I don't think we've uh, we've got too much more on the cards, have we? Apart from uh, the fact that obviously Alex Palmer and Michael Appleton have both been nominated for uh, manager and player of the month, not respectively, but you know in their respective fields. Um, it's you know it's always nice to to see the recognition, um, and I think usually uh, the the first manager of the month is always one of the easier ones because you sort of just look at the top of the table, don't you, and go, eh, they're top, they'll do. So, I mean, it's it's sort of between Michael and McCann, but I think I, I think Michael deserves it given the fact that he's you know got quite well, it's been quite public about what he's what he's got to work with and uh, in terms of a financial package, and we're sitting at the top, which is very nice. Um, I mean, you know, any anything you can add on that one? Do you think it's? Uh, I mean, obviously it's deserved, but. Um, do you think that we need to be worried about the curse? Nah, it's all bollocks. Frankly, first of all, he hasn't <laughs> he hasn't won it yet, um, and secondly, yeah, I think if you actually worked it out, there isn't a curse. It's just when you get name manager a month and then lose a game, people say there is. Uh, yeah, I mean, like you, I I I think he's got to be favourite for it. The thing is, Hull kind of have done what they've done without conceding a goal, which might. Might get mm. mentioned. They knocked Leeds, a Premier League club, out of the um, EFL Cup, which might might swing it in their favour. But you know, f- mm. for me, if I was the selection committee, are you going to give it to the team that have come down and retained a decent portion of their squad and should be doing well, or are you going to give it to the side that finished sixteenth and had the highest squad churn? And um, you know, I think if you're looking at the best manager in the division over the last month. It's it's Michael Appleton. I think in terms of mm. players, um, I think Madja Gomez uh, at Donny, I think will probably mm. probably take it away. So, and and we, we, what we haven't mentioned, which I'd, I'd probably like to, is Hayden Can signing his uh, professional deal as well. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, that was one that I'd actually I'd, I'd got written down, but I'd uh, I'd completely forgotten to mention it. So yes, congratulations uh, on that one. It's another uh, another showing of just. How much faith uh, the club have got in the uh, in the academy at the minute? So um... that's three now signing professional deals coming out of the academy. Now I've been trying to think back the last time that we had three academy graduates having signed a professional contract. Now I might have missed some in the national league, so if I have, forgive me. But I wonder if you go back as far as Peter Jackson when he had the likes of Martin Pambleton, Gary King, Shane Clark um, in the side. Owen Warlow. Did Owen Warlow come through the uh, academy as well? Um, I, I genuinely can't remember, to be honest with you. But yeah, it's it's not been it's not been something that's well been very uh, been very prevalent, is it? No, no, not at all. I mean, you know, again, we ugh, typical. Now it's now it's noise at my end. Um, yeah, I think you know. <laughs> also, we talk about um, the EFL Trophy, you know. Hayden can makes his debut. He wouldn't have made his debut in the league. He's now made a senior football appearance, signed a new, signed a contract. You know, mm. fair play, brilliant. Um, mm. So yeah, yeah really absolutely. delighted for him. And obviously, can is a is a name that Lincoln 
wider Lincoln football fans will know very well. I'm sure he must be related in some way to Sean, um, who was at Lincoln United and uh, a prolific striker. So again, uh, you know, like when Lee Frecklington, like Ellis Chapman, it's nice when names that are recognised in the wider football Lincoln football world um, emerge as as players in and around the Lincoln City first team. I think that shows it shows that the academy isn't just going out and grabbing players from all over, that if they're good enough in Lincoln, they will be picked up and they will be given the same opportunities that the mm. likes of Bobby Dean and Sean Rowan are, doing, are being done. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I used to sit up with uh, with, with Sean Cam when, he was, uh, when we were at uh, Central Bank together, way back when. Okay. There you go. It's a fun story. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm, story. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's such a dickhead. Um, but, uh, right, okay. I think that's probably uh, that's probably a decent spot to end it. Um, we have had a few uh, weird sort of slightly strange technical things going on today. And there's been a bit of an odd delay and some, I mean, Gary sounded a little bit like uh, like Tomo and Michael did on the radio, you know. Um, when the when the commentary seems to go off a little bit, um, but by the way, I should actually comment on your uh, <laughs> your your artwork um, that Michael. Uh, I think you caused Michael to burst out laughing live on air, <laughs> which was funny because I was watching it on telly and I followed, kept doing the spinning thing. I was actually about a minute or two behind everything as well. Um, which was quite odd. Right. Yeah, when it caught up. So we're also going to mention the hundred players thing again, aren't we? Ben? Yes, we are. Yes. Um, so yeah, hundred podcast um, is in two weeks' time. Obviously, with this one being number ninety-eight, um, and uh, get your votes in on the uh, on stacywest.net for your top five or your favourite five. Yes, um, the best best five players you've seen play for Lincoln. The closing date is, I believe, the 12th. So you only have four more days to get it in. And that hopefully gives Ben and I, and when I say that, I've kind of dragged him in there. Um, it gives Ben and I <laughs> then time to do some prep work in terms of potentially getting players to speak, potentially lining fans up who can come on, um, that sort of thing. So... Uh, four days. Mm. We already have, I don't know how many votes we already have. Uh, you'll hear the click of a mouse, which is something that I um, personally cringe at sometimes on a podcast. Um, now, let's just hope that I've got enough columns on my Excel sheet. Um <laughs> Because I don't want to, Satire. I don't want to miss twelve thousand votes, do I? So uh, it's now gone too far. So I've had about four hundred and fifty. That's gold. That's gold. Didn't you enjoyed that? Didn't you? I knew you'd like that. Ben. Yeah, that's good. That was for you. That was for you, my friend. Um, let's have a look. It's not going to tell me, however, how many we've got. Yeah, probably. It doesn't really matter, does it? This isn't great radio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> about four hundred. Get your votes in. Top five, blah, blah, blah. You know the drill by now. And uh, who knows, you could feature on the Stacey West podcast. How exciting would that be, Cornell? Anyway, um, we will uh, we'll probably leave it there and uh, we'll catch you uh, next week, I guess. Um, hopefully, you know, I follow pay, uh, behaves itself at the weekend and we won't have to hear about it from Gaz online and it'll all be good. It's not just me, though, is it? Well, no. I mean, it was it was literally, you know, literally. I think it was. It was looking at your Twitter. Feed, literally, so. 
everybody who was watching I follow, literally everybody. Now, I've spoke to everybody who has a telly, and very, very few of them <laughs> can see the difference between blue and slightly lighter blue. Right. Let's... <laughs> I've tried to clar- I've tried to I've tried to clear this up before. It wasn't an issue with the shades of the colour. Oh, is that enough? Is that all we've got time for on the Stacey West podcast this week? <laughs> <sighs> Piece of shit. Right, we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Take care, everyone. Bye. minute and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping but then you steal the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport Powered by fans.